Hello listeners, so this is going to be one of the solo podcasts I'm trying out on this podcast series. Um, I'd be interested in your comments at the end as to whether you think this works and what else you think you'd like to hear me talk about. But one of the reasons I call the podcast the things that drive us, the things that drive us, is that no one has just one drive, I think. I think you have a lot, you have many drives, and they will probably wax and wane as you pass through various periods of your life. And they will interact with each other um, and with the world around you in ways you won't expect. Myself, for example, I drifted for years without really finding a core drive. I had a career, I was a lawyer for a long time, and family life. But they lacked a depth of substance and meaning and I was aware that that was lacking. So I tried a number of things. I tried martial arts, for instance, which was satisfying up to a point. It's something I still do, in fact, and is an interesting activity, but not really a core driver in my life. It's um, a mindful activity, I suppose. It's something I quite enjoy. It's a way of me getting exercise, but it is not, as it is for lots of people, a sort of fundamental thing to pursue um, I read a lot non-fiction, history, fiction um, and similarly while they can provide me with some really quite um, substantial interests, it's not a sort of core driver in my life in the way that books can be for some people so I was sort of thrashing around for a long time trying to find one thing to do and that's about nine years ago now I'm I made a conscious decision to actually try and find a hobby that interested me. And so I purchased a very good book by a guy called Barrington Barber called Complete Drawing. Um, it is, as the title suggests, a book that teaches you the fundamentals of drawing. I still have it and refer to it occasionally. I enjoyed the book and enjoyed using it, but I know myself well enough to know that I respond best from being taught by somebody else, from interacting in a learning environment. I'm not much of an autodidact. I'm, I, I can learn a bit by doing, but fundamentally, I thrive best in a, in a taught environment. So I respond better to it. I enjoy it more. I'm more engaged. I learn more, both from the person teaching it and um, the other students. As a side note, you know, during the pandemic, like everyone else, I try online learning, and it, it's okay, but it doesn't doesn't have the same effect as learning in person for me, anyway. So I signed up for a drawing class at a lo local community centre, but that was cancelled. So I signed up for another one at the what was called the Independent Art School. It's um sadly now defunct but at the time it ran adult art classes around the country and I was living in London at this point and the one I attended was at Cockpit Arts which is a great artist and maker space in Hoban in London so it's quite a nice central location the Cockpit Arts itself is still there and they have regular open days and I'd highly recommend going along there's some very talented and interesting people there anyway so I went along but it was not a drawing class I expected but a painting cast class um, and we were taught colour mixing and using acrylic on the first day and I was instantly hooked I, I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed both the sort of intellectual emotional stimulation but just the sort of 
physical act of messing around with the paint. And it was there that I met someone who, if you've had a look at my website at all, and who I might have mentioned a few times in the podcast, a guy called Hugh Mendes, who is an artist who's based out of East London. Um, and he was the teacher there. And one day he asked if I was interested in learning oil painting um, because he was running an oil painting course for a weekend. And I said yes, and I went along, and then I was doubly hooked. I found I really, I really loved oil paints, and they the medium that I still use most often. I like the smell of the oil and the terps. I like the physical sensation of applying them to the canvas. Um, they're much smoother and more fluid than acrylics, and also you can sort of knot them around for much longer. They've got a very long drying time, which I like and suits my style of painting. And of course... It made me feel, frankly, like a proper artist because so many paintings, classic paintings, the masterpieces of bygone eras, most of them are done on oil on either board or canvas. And so I like that association, and frankly, I still do. And it built from there, really. It became an interest and an obsession that never left. I was quickly doing exhibitions and entering competitions, although... It was only two years ago that I first had my any success any success at the competition. I built my own website and gradually, gradually building up the idea in my head that this could not just be a hobby, but something I do. It changed a lot of things. It changed the way I looked at art for a start. It grabbed my attention in a way it hadn't before. I became a slightly obsessive exhibition goer. Have a look at my blog for details of some of those. And I discovered another of influences that resound with me to this day turner agnes martin sonia delaney paul nash being the main one but others that come and go and i also find that when i painted most of the time i was able to access a flow state that few other activities really produced i would forget my anxieties or they would lessen often physical symptoms like pain or headaches would disappear while i painted and more and more this became a world i wanted to be involved in and I was sort of umming and airing of how to do that, how to adjust my life and career to do that when three big things happened. And they happened as I changed 40, so chimed with the classic periods of midlife reflection. I separated from my ex-partner at the beginning of 2020. And just as I was sort of beginning to work out how to re-establish my life from that, the pandemic hit. Um, and then in 2021, I reconnected uh, with someone from my past and they became the new partner in my life and all of these sort of coalesced with the sort of cliched midlife crisis although I don't like midlife crisis midlife reflection shall we say to make me think well if not now then when and if you're going to have this period of midlife reflection and I think everybody does everybody has these period of reflections whether they're at your midlife or you know your early 20s they often come with big changes in your life end of university birth of children children leaving home um having sort of reached a point in your career where you plateau things like this then you may as well do something worthwhile with it i think and i wanted not to get to my 60s and 70s and regret not having done this i wanted to give it a go and you know, I was struck by the thought, what if I never get to do this at all? You know, what if I die without having even tried it? And this, the final catalyst was a funeral of a friend of mine who died of cancer in 2022. And I came back from that and I realised 
in a sort of very visceral, almost physical way. I couldn't carry on being a lawyer. I had to, had to try this. I had to try this. So in 2022, I applied for and got my first art-related job, which was a Sunday job teaching kids f- for art art classes. And I really love love it. I really do. It's really great. For the first time, I was being paid for something I would happily do for free. It was so rewarding to see people grow and their talent develop. Um, having a good a group of kids shout your name as you come into a room, it's brilliant. And meeting young people who are frankly already better than you and see them grow is even more brilliant. But it had another strange effect. My day job, as I said, was a lawyer. My plan had been to build the art stuff up slowly and then transition over. But the contrast between how I felt during the art lessons and doing my art, the purpose, the drive it gave me, and the lack of that in my day job escalated and escalated. Rather than sort of scratching the itch, as it were, it just made the contrast more profound and drove me more and more to actually want to give it a go. So I left and my last day was in January. And doing going through all this, going through all this process and thinking about this over the last couple of years has revealed another drive to me, which was a profound interest in people and particularly in what drives them. What are the boundaries in their life and how do they channel these and where do they go with them? What makes them do what they do? It's why I started this podcast, really, so I could speak to different people and and, and find out these things about them. It's also why I'm about to start retraining as a therapist. Perhaps more on that later. Um, Looking back, I've seen that it was always there. And when I accessed that sort of part of me, being a lawyer, those were the parts of the job I most enjoyed. So now I'm trying to build something completely new. It's slightly terrifying, but... It's terrifying in a way, it's stressful, but it's odd. It's I've found that if you're under pressure pursuing something you actually believe in, that pressure is much easier to cope with. It's, it drives you. It, it can be a source of ambition, a source of motivation, rather than as it was before, just sort of deadening force. So the moral of the story, if there is one, um, is it can take years to find your drive and you may have to try lots of different things to find it. You may have an inkling of where it lies or it may lie something somewhere completely unexpected. It might be triggered by events in your life, but my advice would be go out there, try things, and you never know where it might lie. But this also comes with a warning. When you've found your drive, when you've found a purpose in your life, well, what, do you, what happens then? What if it, it, it's at odds with what you're currently doing? Are you just going to ignore it? Or are you going to try and act on it, take the plunge and give it a go? That's not without risks either, because I'm just on the start. I've given myself basically three years to make this work. And there is a little voice that goes, what if it doesn't work? At least I will have tried. And who knows, it may even pay off for me. And maybe similarly, it will pay off for you.